Welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Conversations with business expert authors to learn about the author, their expertise, and to help you find your next read. And now, here's your host, best-selling author and CEO of Influence Network Media, Jody Brandsetter. Andrew, welcome to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. I'm excited to hear about you and your book. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your expertise. Well, Jody, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And I guess, you know, the simplest way to say it is I've actually explained it through my book. I am that guy who wrote the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. And yes, that's along with the title. And yes, that is the title. And I guess it's almost weird to say in the context of, of that kind of answer. It's not like I'm an expert in this science thing or this math thing. I'm an expert more like not in, in law of attraction, but in explaining the law of attraction to make it consumable and actionable for anyone that might have learned about it or might have been struggling with it. It. That's my best way of describing my expertise. Yeah. Before we kind of hit record, we talked about making it simple, something that someone is able to do day to day and, and kind of break down maybe something that sounds really hard or very overwhelming and making it a little bit more simplistic. Yeah, we as humans, we overcomplicate everything. And I think it's just our natural way. I think it's a thing where, and this, by the way, goes to book writing. We, we tell ourselves like it has to be complicated. It has to be difficult. Otherwise, we will rationalize that we haven't done a good job. And that doesn't mean that working hard is invalid and that complication is invalid. It just means sometimes there are deeper possibilities there where there is room for simplicity, ease and success through that simplicity and ease. Yes, I would agree with that. And I, I can understand how you can correlate that to book writing. So tell me, why did you decide to become an author and, and decide to write your book? Well, you know, the author part's almost like a natural offshoot. Like, I'm still kind of like, am I an author? I guess I am because that's how I, I devote a lot of my the focus of my company. I mean, I, the reason I wrote the book was this was kind of like the book that I, it sounds so cliche, but I'm going to say it anyway, since it's true. This is the book that I would have wanted when I first learned about the law of attraction, because I, you know, and this could be a, a long story in and of itself. So I'll, I'll give the short version. But when I first learned about the law of attraction, it was very unreliable because I didn't realize that I was unreliable. I didn't realize all the ways that I was getting in my way inadvertently. And I figured it out eventually. So this book, hence the bold title, which obviously I've got to live up to to make sure that the reviews go well. This was my attempt of saying like, if I could have given myself a book all those years ago and saved myself the trouble of the discovery process, but still gotten all the valuable lessons, this is what it would have been. So this book is, is just my way of, again, to sound cliche, hopefully contributing value to the world to anyone that might be up for receiving it in this way. I really think when you are writing a book, a lot of times you are writing it for yourself, something that you've learned or explored. And so traditionally you're wanting to kind of explain, well, this is how I got there and this is how you can get there. So I can, I can understand that my book, that was kind of what I was trying to do was say, Hey, I found this great, you know, methodology. I want to share it with the world so that they don't have to do all the work I did up front. I can maybe simplify it. Like, like we're talking about with this laws of traction and make it something that someone else could, you know, Know, implement and, and feel confident in the research or the what you were able to kind of bring to the book from your experience. Without a doubt. And, and kudos to any author that has that recognition that they are, as much as they're writing for everyone else, they are writing for them. And as soon as they honor that, their creative process actually opens up and goes a lot smoother for them. That's a great tip. 
Thank you. Yes. I love that. You kind of talked a little bit about what the book's about. What would you say are some of the key takeaways that you would want um, a reader to get from the book? Well, let's, let's hopefully that this is actually an actionable takeaway. It's, it's more of like a ph- philosophical one. Like when you understand, and this is in context of law of attraction or health and fitness or love or money or any aspect of your life that you want to improve. When you understand the subconscious blocks that you're inadvertently putting in your own way, and then you understand how to get around them, then you can finally accomplish, achieve, and enjoy whatever results that book or that program or whatever it might be, might be promising. And the, the main takeaway is like, understand yourself, have a level of self-awareness of how you're getting in your own way, which I hopefully ideally provide, and then leverage your understanding and your knowledge in a way that you can say, all right, now that I know this about myself, now that I've caught myself in the act, now that I've spotted, how can I implement this in a healthy, productive, efficient way for myself? That's kind of like the real, the takeaway that I wanted people to get out of this, especially the understanding that most people that come to this book, they might've read a bunch of law of attraction books before, and they didn't get the results that they wanted and they want to know why. And I want to hopefully, um, as ambitious as it might sound, finally give them that answer so that they can enjoy their life the way that first book promised them that they could. Speaking of kind of being in your way, I do that to myself all the time. What are some of those ways to kind of recognize when you are getting in your own way or recognize maybe the the areas that you need to work on to kind of open yourself up to law of attraction? Well, I mean, I'll say this, a thing that people don't realize, and I'm not a clinical psychologist, so this is my word as making it relatable so that it cooks in somebody's mind. But the way I see it is we've, we've got three minds. We've got the conscious, we've got the subconscious, but we also have the ego. And the ego, as I define it, is that part of your mind that looks around, it sees you're alive, and it doesn't want to change the status quo. That's why any money problems, relationship problems, even health problems you might be having right now, your ego's looking around like, my person's alive. So I know that they're doing this new law of attraction method, but I'm going to talk them out of it because I don't know if it's going to be an improvement. I just know it's going to be a change, and I can't predict the survivability of that change. Therefore, I'm going to whisper in their ear the fears, uncertainties, and doubts that I need to, and I know them so well in order to do that, to get them to stop making that progress. And when people spot that and they're like, okay, I've got your trick. I'm going to find a method that I enjoy so much that you can't talk me out of it. Then they're on their way. Do you have maybe an example of someone who was able to do that and kind of the success that they saw? Yeah, well, you know, my YouTube channel, I try to interview people like that because that the best thing is to hear from the person themselves. So like one of my favorite stories is someone, she was on the verge of losing her job. She was a salesperson, nothing was clicking. She started, she read my book and then she got my 90 day program, which is really just walking her through the methods that the book has. And basically she now, she's at a point where $100,000 in sales per month is the bare minimum. That's happening and she knows it's happening. Um, And I know I use money because money is such an obvious example. It helps people click. Um, There's stories that I'll never share because I don't want to give the personal details where people have used this content, whether it's my book or anyone else's. But fortunately, it's been my book that got them over the top to get out of abusive relationships. And my first interview on my YouTube channel, if I remember right, is a dramatic example of someone where she used the method that I teach in my book that I never taught to her. So I can't take credit. But she went from like zero dollars in the bank to over a million in 16 months through a scripting process. And again, like the beauty of it is like these examples are all around. It's just a question of whether someone's going to be patient enough with themselves to lean in and not even judge themselves against that other standard and really just worry about themselves when they're doing it. I think the expectation that you see of other people and their success can sometimes cause you to not even try because you think I can't do that. I can't get to a million dollars in 16 months. So we, I think we do, we always compare ourselves to others when we are not them. 
yeah, there's a fine line between being inspired by someone and using them as the excuse why you can't do it when that's just, again, in my opinion, my humble opinion, the ego sneaking in because it doesn't know what's going to happen. And quick little, you know, aside, some people, they want to be rich or famous. For all your ego knows is when you're famous, you're going to get a stalker. For all your ego knows is when you're rich, you're going to have family coming out of the woodwork trying to sue you for your home. And again, that's a perfect example of why it might be worried about these imaginary things and trying to keep you stuck in place. Can, can you talk a little bit more about your program, the program that you were talking about before? Yeah, well, it's it's called Gravity of the Cosmos. And it basically, it's not to, I don't want to badmouth other programs, but other programs keep it complicated and this and that. I'm straight up. I'm like, listen, you technically don't need my program. All you need is my book because my book explains the techniques. It keeps them user-friendly in this, by the, you know, this and that. But since we have that ego in place and since we talk ourselves out of it, my programs, basically, I email you for 90 days with a video where I either walk you through a method or give you a law of attraction less reminder or both so that you've got me kind of doing the heavy lifting for you so that you get 90 consecutive days of momentum, 90 days of doing these simple gratitude methods. And by then, as long as you're not worried about, you know, where's it coming? When's it coming? What's happening? You're just open to it. You see enough results that you're like, okay, this works because I don't become the teacher at that point. My book doesn't, my program doesn't, your life experience does. And once you learn from your life experience, no one can ever take that away from you. So the goal of my program is simply leading you by the hand and and walking you through it and being there with you for long enough for you to get that life experience so that you never need me or anyone else again. Oh, awesome. That's again, very simplistic. It's one email a day to look at or a video to watch. And, and you have, you know, like you said, you kind of have you as a guide for the time that's going to help you maybe wrap around, wrap your mind around or, or get your ego maybe under control in some way to be able to push forward. My, my attitude is when it comes to this stuff, you are your own guru. If, if I can be a guiding light, cool, but you are your own guru. And the only bit you might need me for or anyone for is just whatever that final missing pieces, piecing pieces to articulate certain things to get going. But you have everyone listening has all the insight that they need and the wherewithal and the self-awareness that they need in order to do this for themselves. If they want someone holding them by the hand, cool. Take it, use advantage, but always understand that in the end, you are your own guru. So we, we talked a little bit about, you know, kind of summing up your book, your key takeaways. I would love to know, based off getting that book out there, what are some successes that you've seen? Yeah, you know, it's cool because there's there's tangible and intangible and there's stuff you could hang your hat on and stuff where you're just happy. Like, first of all, just I'm so grateful that it's been a number one bestseller in multiple categories on Amazon. That's that's pretty cool. You know, we don't want to rest, you know, we're, we're valid regardless, but it is cool to, to have that affirmation. The, the five-star rave reviews from the book, like it's has thousands across all formats at this point, very, you know, redeeming and validating. Um, also, you know, I've had the opportunity to, to host or co-host or be a featured speaker speaker on online summits. I know we're in a world right now where there's not much travel, but I've been invited to a bunch of summits and I participated in that. Book has sold 75,000 copies independently, which is pretty cool. Um, And also even my YouTube channel, the growth of the YouTube channel. I think it's one of those things where there are things I can point to and things I can't point to, but when you've written a book, when it's actually a book, when you can go on Amazon and see it or, or any website and see it, people will be open to hearing your message just a little bit more. And for me, like my ego doesn't need that, although I do recognize how valuable that could be if my message is good, because then the person is open enough to receiving it. So for me, one of the accomplishments is just having people listen a little bit more closely or a little bit more easily because like, okay, this dude has a book and wow, look at the reviews and wow, look at the track record of it. So that in and of itself has been an accomplishment that has fueled my ability, ideally to help people and reach people that are ready for the message. 
It also sounds like with your book, it gave you the ability absolutely to scale and be able to touch more lives. Yeah. And your book also becomes a wonderful leveraging point for helping people more if they want it. Like my book, the first and last thing you hear in the book is here's a link for bonuses if you want them. And I don't think anyone would really be interested in the program that I sell if they don't have the book first, because the the book, the program is rooted in the book. I take everything and I just give them, it's kind of like the book is the ultimate law of attraction workout program. And the program that I have is me being a personal trainer online for them to, to walk them through it. So they go hand in hand. So there's a, there's a harmony. Your book can really be um, a harmonious staging point for other ways that you can serve people. And the book gives you this level of legitimacy where they're willing to listen a lot more. That's a great way to explain the book and then your program. I love that. Very cool. With this podcast, we're, you know, we want to help hopefully soon to be authors with, you know, finally saying, yes, I'm going to become an author. I see the potential that it can provide me as a, as an expert to help me with professional development, things like that. So what are maybe a couple tips that you would give someone who is thinking about becoming an author or in that writing journey today? Well, I, I would remind someone that there's more than one way to do it, because I think, I believe the reason a lot of people want to write a book but don't write it is because they have a preconceived notion of how it's supposed to go. And like for me, I wrote my book in nine and a half weeks, and it's 208 pages. So it's like nine and a half weeks, 208 pages. I, most people writing a book are like, wow, how'd you do that? Well, how I did it was I spit it out kind of like just what I thought. Like, I mean, I, I mapped out ideas for about a month of like kind of what I wanted to say. Then I spit it out and then I massaged it. So I the way I view it personally, and again, someone can either take this or or disregard it, but just to give them an, an example how there's more than one way of doing it. I don't think I wrote a book. I edited a book. I, I just, I threw it out there and I said, okay, now that I have it out there and I have something on paper to work with, now I can massage the sentences and move things around and give myself the freedom. Because me personally, I mean, if someone can do it on a first draft also, but I think trying to be perfect on the first draft is actually counterintuitively stifling. So when people realize that and they give themselves permission just to put it out there and then play around with it, that opens up a lot of possibilities. That's my number one piece of advice, because once someone's in the creative process and giving themselves permission to do this, that's when the magic, in my opinion, really happens. I feel the same way. I I was told, you know, get your chapter done and move on to the next chapter, but don't go back and edit. Don't, you know, don't continue and go back and try to tweak or make it perfect because if you keep going back, you never move forward. So mm. kind of like what you talked about, you kind of just, you know, got it out of your head onto paper. That way it was done, right? You had all the content that you wanted in your book. Now it was, okay, where do I want it? How do I want to put it? Do I have another story I want to add? Or should I, you know, rephrase how how I, you know, said this or that and having that time to kind of outline and, and kind of understand kind of what the book would look like and then kind of dumping your ideas within paper is a is a great way to to get it out of your head. And then, like you said, massage it and edit it afterwards. Don't do yeah. it during. And real quick to your point, you know, I, I, I see nothing wrong with going over a chapter and tweaking and fixing it. But if you do that before you're done writing the book, you don't have the context that you need in order to do it. Because for all you know, there's going to be a creative choice that you make at the end of the book that will warrant a completely different version of the tweaking of that chapter. So why mire yourself down in that now before getting everything out there that you know you want to get out there and then having all the information available to you so that you can do a better job and mo most likely a more efficient and more enjoyable job of tweaking it when the time comes. I love all that advice. I think we are kind of right on the same page with kind of how we we did our book. Now I would love to find out, you know, how would you like our 
our audience to be able to connect with you? What's the best way to get your book? Thank you so much for asking. So lastlawofattractionbook.com will, for at least for US users, will auto forward to the Amazon listing where it's available in Kindle or paperback or audiobook. The audiobook is also available on Audible and Apple Books. So lastlawofattractionbook.com might be a start. They can also check out my free content on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. Or, and they'll definitely have to hit the rewind button on this. If they want, they're free to text the word manifest to 411321. And they'll get my um, free Make Manifesting Fund sampler. And um, if you're international with Sprint, that's 1-909-741-1321. Again, you'll have to go back for that. But I figured I'd give that option for people as well. So any of those ways, hopefully get a sampling of the information and hopefully it's useful to them. And again, Jody, I'm so grateful to be on the show with you today. Thank you so much for having me and letting me share um, you know, my experience and perspective on this process. Absolutely. It's been wonderful talking to you. I will make sure I put all that in the note too. That way, hopefully they don't have to rewind. Andrew, thank you so much for being a part of the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Thank you, Jody. Grateful to be here. Thanks for listening to the Book Smarts Business Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share this episode with a friend. In the meantime, join our business author community where you can connect with other business authors and learn about becoming an author at authors.influencenetworkmedia.com. Until next time.